Hello everyone and welcome to itsyourseason.life where we are discovering and living life at any age. I'm Lisa Boson. I'm here to introduce you to people like you and me who have rediscovered themselves, stretched their abilities, and to me, kept their light under a bushel basket. I hear their stories and think, wow, that is so cool. These are ordinary people doing the extraordinary. So what are we doing? Well, you know how you'd love to hear your peers succeed, get inspired by those who just try? That's us. That's itsyourseason.life. Don't forget to follow us on our website, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. I'm there sharing weekly updates and, of course, what's in season, be it people, food, feelings, and nature. So let's get started. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of It's Your Season. Life. It is Tuesday, March the 30th, and I'm so excited to present our guest today. I have known her for about 10 years. I think that's about right. Kathy Liska. She is the CEO and founder of the Center for Coaching Certification and is a certified coach specialist, certified coach trainer, plus an MCC credentialed member that is a master certified coach of the International Coach. Federation. As the guide from the side, registered trademark, she is recognized internationally in coaching, training, conflict management, and facilitation. Kathy is a sought-after trainer and coach drawing on over 30 years of experience in business ownership and management. Kathy certifies others to coach in her ICF-approved coach training programs and provides mentor coaching for those seeking a credential. Her personal mission statement is people. Kathy is known for her passion, positive attitude, inspiring success, plus training and coaching that empowers others to achieve the results they desire. And from my personal experience, she is that and a lot more. So let's get started. Kathy, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you. So excited to be here with you. Yeah, I just so appreciate it. And I want others to hear about what you have to offer. So let's just get started. Talk me through how the Center for Coaching Certification came into being. Absolutely. Before starting it, I was actually on the national circuit as a speaker trainer in different cities every day doing programs and had a lot of fun doing it. I had a lot of people come up to me and say, oh, will you coach me? Or you should be a coach. And I had no clue what they were talking about. (laughs) So after I heard it enough times, I said, okay, I better find out what this is, what this means. And so I started researching, learned about it, read about it, and said, oh yeah, that's totally my philosophy. I like this. So I went and looked for a training program got myself some training, loved that, and I started teaching it with that school. And as I was doing that, I learned even more. I learned about the International Coaching Federation, the ethics, the standards, everything else. I learned about what was missing, what people wanted and what we were doing. And because that school was not interested in changing anything, I thought, okay, I'm just gonna go do this. And so I did. I started the Center for Coaching Certification. So, it, and it's, it is so comprehensive. So let's, let's dig, dig a little bit deeper. Was it obvious what you needed to include or how did you discover all these different uh, pieces that are within the program that honestly, I don't think all programs have? 
Yeah, so part of it I was really fortunate simply because of my experience training all over the place, working with people everywhere, different organizations, etc. Part of it was learning myself. And then, of course, a big part of it was learning about the International Coaching Federation, the Code of Ethics, the core competencies for a coach, and recognizing, hey, this has really got to be about building this particular skill set within this framework as far as the ethics go and going from there. And then, of course, as with everybody else, you start, you say, okay, I got this much, I'm doing that. And as you do that, oh, now I got to add this. Oh, now I got to add that. And you continue building and adding things. So there's lots of different components to the center now. I'm I'm kind of envisioning it started with, you know, this base program, but you have multiple kind of uh, packages now. That may not be the right word, but tell us a little bit more about the the different um, series that you have. Again, that may not be the right word, but I think you know where I'm going with this. (laughs) Yes, totally makes sense. So when people think about coach training, there's two different approaches. One is what's called the a la carte method. So the a la carte method is this idea of, okay, I'm gonna stick my toe in the water, I'm gonna see if I like it, I'm gonna get some basic stuff, and then go from there. And so that's that initial training program. For some people, that program makes a ton of sense because they have no intention of becoming a coach. Their intention is to use coaching skills in whatever career or profession they're involved in. For other people, they're, okay, I'm interested, I wanna make sure this is the right thing, so let me check it out with that first level, and if I like it, I'll keep going, and then they continue on. A different approach is an all-in-one package. So we have a cohort that we call the ACC cohort. That particular program provides the 60 hours of training that are required for membership in the ICF and for the ACC credential. It also includes the mentor coaching that's required. So the intention is to support people from the beginning all the way through earning their ACC credential. Then we have the next level program, ACC to PCC. So when somebody has the ACC credential and they wanna continue on to earning the PCC credential, they go into that program. We also have a cohort that is start to finish for the PCC. And that includes 130 hours of training, 10 hours of mentor coaching. It takes them all the way through the whole process. Wow. <laughs> I think I stopped with you at the ACC, the, the, the Master Certified Coaching, and there is just so much more now. That is just amazing. I do want to clarify, though, something that you said at the beginning is, you know, the a la carte, the basic coaching, someone could take that and actually use that for personal professional development, personal use, um, just learn more about the coaching process. Is that correct? And and apply it absolutely absolutely so for example if somebody is in a leadership role coaching skills are considered a competency that they've got to have Mm -hmm. (laughs) if somebody is in HR talent development organizational development project management change management coaching skills are absolutely making a difference in their career success And then, of course, we also see people that are in mental health, so psychologists, psychiatrists, counselors, and therapists. We see financial planners. We see attorneys. 
we see people from all different professions because coaching skills add value whatever you do. So let's talk about coaching skills for just a moment. I made myself a note here to ask you also the difference between coaching, consulting, and mental health counseling. But but tell us, you know, tell tell the audience what is coaching. It is a buzzword and it is out there a lot. Yes, and probably <laughs> one of the most commonly misunderstood things that are out there. Yeah. Um, let me start with I call this the paradox of coaching. The paradox of coaching is that coaching skills can be used by someone who's in HR, uh, a mental health professional, a leader, somebody who does mentoring or consulting, whatever walk of life. Alternatively, the skills for being a mentor, a leader, a manager, an HR professional, a mental health professional, etc., are not appropriate when you're coaching. Very often when people talk about coaching, one of the things they talk about is that whereas the other professions, that professional is coming in as the expert, they take the lead, they're the ones who know the answers. A coach comes in with a process and it's all about recognizing you as whole and complete, totally capable and supporting you with that process so that you discover your own answers. You are ultimately your own best expert and you do have those answers within. It's all about pulling them out. So the way I define coaching, I call it advanced development for advanced results. So coaching is a process. You're not giving the answer. I think the assumption, if I'm hearing it correctly, is the individual creates their own solutions through through the coaching process. Yes. So s- sticking with positivity, how about something to help people get started? What? So, so first, one thing that I absolutely love is we have a continuing education program called the Science of Positivity. Mm-hmm. There's a phenomenal amount of research around the impact being negative versus being positive has on the human brain, on how people think and function, what they're capable of. So when you think about somebody you know that is depressed, really struggling, they have a harder time thinking clearly. They struggle with motivation. They struggle with accomplishing things. When somebody is positive, they are happier. They're more effective, they think more clearly, they're motivated, they take action and they get results. And some of the research that's there says, well, often people think, okay, if I'm successful, then I'll be happy. And actually, it's when you're happy, then you'll be successful. So positivity is foundational for success for people and its core in what we do as coaches because we truly believe that individual we're serving is totally capable we believe in their possibilities and support them moving forward in a very positive and proactive way so so i have to give you my stamp of approval which i don't know how much that really means but the positivity piece of the coaching program 
was one of the pieces that really stood out with me as we went through how much negative language gets embedded in our minds and coaching really helps turn that your process really does help turn that um yeah i don't know if i want to keep that i'm going to pause there but i it it really did it stuck with me on on this language that we have and trying to change that even after 10 years it still creeps in quite a bit and it's it's uh, kind of re it's mind-bending it's reworking the brain to make positive statements and um and more so i haven't gone out to the science of positivity site uh, part of your website but i'm encouraging people to do that and explore more so keeping with positivity what jazzes you up keeps you positive and gets you going every day kathy Every day I wake up knowing how fortunate I am. Think about it. I get to work with people who are excited, they're happy, they're positive, they're motivated, they want to be successful, they want to help other people be successful. When I'm training, I get to experience those light bulb moments, that awareness. When I am coaching somebody and ask the question that they have this big aha moment and they really figure something out and it's absolutely game changing for them. That's what's exciting, is partnering with other people for the journey along the way. So I'm going to ask a question. It's not in our list, but and, and if you can't answer it, That's just fine. let me know. <laughs> But, but, you know, as I work with our guests, we have clients or patients and, um, but, and and I know you've seen a lot of clients in your time. And is there, is there a particular story or with, with keeping confidentiality, because that's a huge part of the coaching process and the coaching relationship is confidentiality, but is it possible to high level share how coaching can change someone's life? Oh, wow, there's so many. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm sure there are. And, and I want to do some extreme stories. So sure. I think of a CEO that I was working with, a very large company, and every day was a battle. They were constantly stressed out, constantly struggling. And through the coaching process, got to the point where they were comfortable doing what they were doing, they had more balance and they were more focused. They moved from being stressed out to saying, okay, this is what I wanna do, this is how I'm gonna do it, this is how I'm making it work. I think that's an exciting story. That is an Uh, exciting story, yes. Yeah, and then on the other extreme, working with a child who's struggling, they're struggling at school, they're struggling at home, things are just a battle for them, conflict, a lack of motivation, etc. And then working with that child to figure out what they did want, what they could control, and how they were going to manage that, how they were going to move toward where they wanted to be ultimately. And I hear the magical word, moving toward, moving yes. toward. I remember that. I, we all want to not just move forward, but move toward a goal, what they envision for themselves. That, that's a great story. Yeah, you may remember the analogy we used in class. 
if we pretend like you're my travel agent and I come into your office and I say, okay, I wanna go on vacation, book me a trip. And you say, absolutely great, where do you wanna go? And I say, well, I don't wanna go to, and I start listing all the places I don't wanna go to. Mm-hmm. Can you book my trip for me? Oh, I remember that one for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> I remember like, that one. How can you possibly buy me a plane ticket to where I don't want to go and say, well, here you are. <laughs> and it's the same thing with goals. It's funny how often we think about what we don't want instead of thinking about what we do want. And that's a big part of what coaches do is really focus you on what you do want and how you're going to get there. So I don't want to give away your secret sauce, but I will tell you, (laughs) I went back and looked at my initial coaching notes and and series that I went through the very first time. It was the PCC, I think is what it was, the very first one. CPC, CPC. Um, And I looked at it and I went, oh my gosh, so much of that has come true. It may not be exact. I'm not sure podcasting was on the list, but so many things did come true because I took the time to, to take the class, and, and I, that wasn't my anticipation that, that really that would happen. It was goals, and we did we visioned, and I'm not going to say the secret sauce, but, you know, uh, so much of it did come true. So um, Yeah, there I is, hear that from people a lot. Yeah. Five years later, ten years later, they're, oh, my gosh, this happened. It did happen. <laughs> and, you know, and, and so it's, it's, it, it's comforting to know, maybe comforting, is I'm not going to say not because I'm not supposed to say not, but empowering. Empowering because you can take the one class and it be a game changer, or you can go all the way through and become an executive coach and multiple levels of certification and build your own business and et cetera, et cetera. So there's so many opportunities with the Center for Coaching Certification. So I'm going to throw that in there. So what's one thing you wish you had known? somewhere along the way maybe that was a hiccup or something actually if I go way back to the beginning when I went out looking for coach training not knowing that all training programs are not the same I didn't know that I didn't know about the International Coaching Federation and I didn't know that hey it makes sense to really dig into what the school is what they offer etc take time to talk to people in the school, take time to talk to trainers and get to know people because not all training is created equal. That certainly seems to apply to anyone out there looking for a coaching program. Do your homework, do some research. Um, So what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours or maybe how would someone want to get started in coaching? Yeah, so the biggest thing is definitely start with the training. I have had people come to me absolutely in tears because they've been, quote-unquote, coaching for years, and they can't use any of those experience hours in pursuing a credential with the ICF because they hadn't done any training. And the reason the ICF doesn't accept those hours is because they may or may not actually be coaching. It may be more of a mentoring or consulting type role, and they just didn't know it. So if you're interested in it, the sooner you get started on training, the better. So do your homework on the training. When you do start, 
recognize it's a process. This is not one and done. Okay, I'm there. It's a process and engage in that process fully. Embrace it because it's an amazing journey. And sometimes people ask me, so how long did it take you to get there? And I said, well, I'll let you know when I find out. <laughs> it's an ongoing process. That really leads us to the next question um, that's on our mind is how do you keep learning? How do you continue to learn in order to stay on top of things? Um, you know, credentials change, new ideas, what, what to add, what to change. How do you continue to learn? How do you do that? Well, so first off, I have the privilege of working with some really great trainers. The, the team at the Center for Coaching Certification is amazing. And I get to work with them and draw on their expertise in what we're doing and also in creating more continuing education programs. So even just within that, there's a lot. We also do free continuing education programs. They're available on the website. That's an opportunity. Above and beyond that, of course, as a coach, one of the requirements when you're a member of the International Coaching Federation is ongoing education, continuing to learn. At the International Coaching Federation, they have what are called communities of practice. I join all of them. <laughs> I attend as many programs as I can. I can't attend them all. Every community of practice does a quarterly program. They're free to members. It's free continuing education. I am super lucky in that currently I'm a co-leader for the ethics community of practice. Uh, the other co-leader, George, is from Nairobi. Fabulous person, really great to work with. And then we have an ambassador for our group. His name's Philip, he's out of Dubai. And the three of us have so much fun meeting, planning, and then bringing in amazing speakers for these quarterly programs. Mm -hmm. ICF also does conferences. And so there's opportunities there as well. There's so much going on in the coaching space, so many different opportunities. It's super exciting. Uh, right now I'm in the wrap up stages with another professional, a colleague who will be actually teaching our continuing ed program called diversity and equity in coaching. And I'm learning so much from that. It's an amazing experience. So there's tons of opportunity and simply being open to them. So if I hear you, um, if, uh, that the International Coaching Federation is really, if, if you're going to do this as your profession, that to really connect with ICF, become ICF approved, and uh, the Center for Coaching Certification offers the kind of pathway for that, but the ICF um, is, is really what will... Um, Maybe street cred isn't the right word. What's a better word for that? Uh, actually, that's a, pretty, that's a pretty good word. It's definitely street cred. Think about it this way. Coaching is considered a young profession. And as professions mature, they either self-regulate or government steps in and regulates them. It's one of the two. Mm -hmm. Coaching is what I call self-regulated. Okay. And it's definitely moving in that direction more and more. ICF is at the forefront of that. Are there other organizations? Yes, there are. ICF is the largest. That is where we have our code of ethics. That's where we have our competencies. That's where there are standards. 
they approve training programs, they have standards for membership, they have the credentialing processes. So it's definitely the gold standard out there to say, yes, I'm a member of ICF. And because we're a coach training school, one of the things we do is actually contract with organizations to provide coaches and we draw from our graduates. More and more we're seeing organizations say to us that they want the coach to have a credential. More than membership, they want them to be credentialed with the ICF. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's because, you know, the whole buyer beware thing, people are figuring it out and they're recognizing that if a coach is a member of ICF and then credentialed with the ICF, the quality of what they do in terms of service is elevated. And, and what I appreciated too is you incorporate all that into even the basic CPC course of ethics and uh, presenting yourself professionally, adhering to a code of ethics, and presenting your code of ethics as a as a coach as you begin an entry level practice. So I, I, I know you feel very strongly about that as well. That you you know that. Uh, there are coaching ethics to adhere by to ensure that people are not being presented as a mental health professional or a counselor. Um, so um, can anyone be a coach, Kathy? Technically, legally speaking, my dog can call herself a coach. And if okay. somebody hires her, she's in business. And by okay. the way, she's a fabulous listener. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so can anyone be a coach? Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, let me, let me take that further. Okay. If you're going to hire an accountant or a financial planner, or you're going to hire an attorney or a therapist, are you going to hire somebody that has no training or no accountability to a code of ethics? Mm-hmm. I think that'd be kind of a not so smart move. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> so, so obviously it just makes sense. Uh, is training an option? Of course it is. Right now, is that going to change in the future? Yes, it is. When? Who knows? I think increasingly the marketplace is moving in that direction of, yeah, we're going with ICF coaches uh, and supporting that self-regulation that's happening. So do your programs require, um, so I'm thinking of the question, you know, how do I become a coach? Do I need to have an undergraduate degree? What do I have? What do I need to get started? I guess is, what does someone in the audience need to do to get started to be a coach? How about that one? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So we do a couple of things. One thing, if you visit our website, every month we do a webinar about coaching certification. So we talk about coaching, what it is, what it isn't, about getting certified as a coach. We talk about what to look for in any program, whether or not it's our program. Of course, we do describe ours. We, we hope people come at the same time. There are other good programs out there and we recognize that. So we talk about pros and cons, what to look for, and really setting people up. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, on our website, we have a page called How to Become a Coach. And there's a little infographic on there that explains the steps for ICF membership, here's what's required for the ACC credential, the PCC credential, the MCC credential. It's all there and it's super clear and easy to glance at and understand. So very much about supporting people in that process. 
with us, it's really about choosing. Do you want to dip your toe in the water and take that first level training, the Certified Professional Coach Program, or do you want to look at one of the cohorts and say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to at least take this to the ACC level, or hey, I know this is what I want to do, and I'm going to the PCC level, and choose one of those. Okay, awesome. So uh, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm working, I'm not going to use the word try because I'm not supposed to use the word try. Um, I'm formulating a question, Kathy, in my mind in regards to this wonderful last year we've had of, of uh, trying to manage, or can't use the word try, working through a crisis. And coaching helps others, but how does the coaching methodology possibly help someone self-coach through their own crisis or their own situation? So number one, when you have the coaching methodology, you have an awareness of questions, what to be exploring, what to be thinking about, how to direct your focus, your language patterns, your thought patterns, etc. And that supports you as you're thinking through. You're focusing on solutions, you're focusing on the future you want and how you're creating that. Above and beyond that, a lot of coaches will trade coaching. So if you're a coach and we know each other, I'll coach you, you coach me, or we even get into a round robin. So there are a lot of possibilities there. Something else that's been going on, when COVID started, we started doing free group coaching and people come in and they join us. And what we're seeing in that process is initially coaches dealing with, okay, how do I manage this new reality of being at home and functioning like this? And then it moved into self-care and balance. And then it moved into how do I continue to serve clients effectively and build my coaching business? And so we've seen that progression there. Uh, in terms of the training classes we do, COVID, so many people said, okay, I can't go to live training. And there are a lot of programs out there that that's all they did is you had to be in person. Well, we've had an online model since we started over 10 years ago, which means that people immediately could sign up with us and jump into the online classes. And so we've definitely been very busy with people learning the coaching skills, some developing themselves and some using it in other professions. And then, yeah, some saying, I really want to be a coach and support other people this way too, which is a give back to you. Every time you work with a client, you learn from that process and gain from that process too, which is one of the reasons it's such a privilege to be a coach. Absolutely. I, I see, uh, and you probably have already done this because you're 10 steps ahead of incorporating um, coaching, I'm not going to say coaching through a pandemic, but, you know, natural disasters, just the, uh, the more significant things that happened during life, um, especially this things like this last year, and, and how to help, and coaching, the coaching methodology, how to apply that, um, because I'm pretty sure we're probably going to have one again. Who knows? But uh, we'll have it yeah. ready to go in our toolbox for sure. Uh, what is one thing that your program did for your client, um, maybe one of your clients that you didn't expect? Uh, 
Well, so first off, I have to say what you shared, your own experience from that. That's so cool and, and hearing that kind of thing. So that's a really fun surprise each and every time. Uh, I've had other things that I look at them and oh my goodness, wow, I have had somebody do a homework assignment after some of our classes and literally said in the homework assignment, hey, these tools and techniques saved somebody's job today. Oh, yeah. Because they understood what was going on and they knew how to approach it and mm -hmm. it was a game changer. Mm -hmm. I have also had people say to me, this saved my marriage mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because of understanding their partner mm -hmm. and knowing how to approach that conversation. So mm -hmm. to me, those things are amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, and as I said, the story you gave, whether or not people are coaches professionally, the impact coaching skills has on them is so fun to hear about and so fun to hear about the successes people have moving forward as a result. It, it, re it really is a game changer. I, I personally look at it like, I would have loved to have this in my 20s, you know, but the, back then, of course, I thought I knew everything. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the, yeah. the personal, being able to ask, so one of my prior guests, said, uh, I asked her what, what was one thing she wanted to leave the audience with a final thought and she would she said good questions and that was so profound because that wasn't what I expected out of her but she said being able to ask the right questions which mm -hmm. is really what coaching is all about is asking and she wasn't a coach I mean, she might have been a coach but not uh I see uh, that wasn't her primary that's not why I had her on on as a guest, but it, it, it just resonated with me because it's about asking the right questions. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny, even the way you're describing that, Lisa, I often say I'm a better mother, grandmother, partner, sibling, friend, colleague because of learning coaching skills. And like you, I wish I'd learned this stuff back in my 20s. I wish this was required in grade school. <laughs> It would be such a game changer in our world. I think that's an added program for you. Right? <laughs> what is next on your plate is bringing this into, you know, even high school, just mm -hmm. because we think of coaching, and I hear this from a lot of people, you know, it's like being a sports coach. And, and this type of coaching is, is a little different. Would you agree oh, or disagree? or Completely different, yes. There, just as with any profession, there's overlap. It, at the same time, think about it. If somebody says, I'm a doctor, is there a difference between being a psychiatrist, being a dentist, having a doctorate in education, and being a cardiologist? Totally. Mm -hmm. Definitely transferable skills, and they're completely different professions. Yeah, this is really performance, personal performance coaching versus, and I, I just made that up to, to differentiate it from sports coaching. I mean, I think you can use some of the same methodology, but it's just, it's a different application and what we have embedded in our brain of what we think something is. Um, yeah, so you have a sports coach because of their expertise in that sport. You have a professional coach like what I 
do and what we talk about because of our expertise in the process. Yeah. Oh, that was excellent. I want to write that one down. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be wrapping up in a few minutes. I have, so, I have a couple questions. What is maybe one thing we didn't touch on that you want to be sure and include? Wow. Okay. So we've gone over all these different things. I think the biggest thing, well, let me go here. One thing that popped into my head way back when we were talking about positivity is some research that was done by Jack Canfield. And what he found is that from the time we are 11 years old, 77% of the information that we process is negative. And then there's research that was done by Ken Blanchard. And he talks about as humans, the first time we hear something, we actually resist it. And it takes hearing it multiple times before we begin accepting the information, processing it, and then actually incorporating it. And so it's definitely a process over time. And whether you're learning coaching skills for your use, either personally, professionally in a different field, or because you're becoming a coach, or whether you have a coach, the idea of it really is that process over time, I think that's huge. The single most important thing when you have a coach-client relationship is the rapport between the coach and the client. It's absolutely essential you're working with somebody that you trust. Those were a couple of thoughts. Is, yeah. is that responding to your I, question? Yeah, is that rambling? No. Well, no, no. I think I think the rapport is so important because, uh, and as you look for coach, what, this is about coach training, but someone out there may also be looking for a coach, and mm-hmm. so the rapport piece is very important. Um, uh, I, I know as as you go through different parts of the training, you learn to. Uh, flex styles and so forth based on the client but the person looking for a coach the being being having a connection and having rapport is absolutely vital and it's part of the coach's responsibility to build that rapport and also maintain that level of trust so that rapport continues so that's I think that's a very important aspect of coaching um, because it is a process. It's not someone telling you what to do and giving you a laundry list of things to go do and come back and report. So that rapport is extraordinarily important in, in, in the session and in the overall results. So mm-hmm. what's next for you? What's, what's happening in the bend of the river next? What, what, what do you think is happening for you next? <laughs> well, as I said, we're, we're putting out this diversity and equity in coaching program and very excited about that. Uh, unsure if you're aware, ICF has actually published a statement around diversity. Our ethics community of practice has a session coming up talking about embedding diversity at ICF. Hmm. I think coaching is becoming a tool for that. I also see an increase in organizations doing coaching programs. Frankly, successful companies either have a coaching program or will have Uh a coaching program. It's really moving in that direction because it totally influences the culture and the organization. It influences employee engagement. It influences productivity. And all of that hits the bottom line. 
And so coaching is something that's truly here to stay. And in addition to it being here to stay for the professional world, think about the impact it has in somebody's personal life. When we know that other people are their own best experts and we know how to ask questions, as your other guests mentioned, it starts changing the dynamic and what's happening. And we have the ability to create a culture in our world that is based on respect for the other person, trusting them, trusting them to know how to figure it out, what to do, and moving forward. And that's an amazing opportunity. We're going to have to have you come back on and tell us more about the diversity program in the future. That just sounds fascinating and so and so needed and necessary. And yes, it will. I can see how it will help help the world move forward. You know, in a in a we'll say global, but I think in a global perspective. It's an international coaching federation, and coaches are international and can have an impact in many many environments, work and in the personal environment as well. One more thing, lasting thought, and how to find you. Absolutely. We have lots of links here. I'm going to add those into the podcast. But how would you like uh, individuals to, our guests, to uh, find you and connect with you? The fastest, easiest way is probably the website. It's www.coachcert, is in certification. Dot com so c o a c h c e r t dot com okay yeah absolutely got yet yeah, lots of even pre work that people can do to go out and understand uh, learn what coaching is even before they put a dime down they can go out and say is this absolutely. for me it sounds like oh yes. well thank you so much for joining me today Kathy it was just great to to reconnect with you and to hear what amazing expansion of your programs you've done over the last 10 years and and what you can offer um, our guests in regards to um, professional coaching. Thanks so much. Thank you. Definitely appreciate the opportunity. So that's a wrap for today. We've so enjoyed you being with us. I hope you learned something new, got some inspiration, and you are ready to move forward with your own new season. Remember, we are living life at any age. Take some time to visit the other social media sites. Give us some feedback. Shoot me an email on Facebook. And remember, until then, stay safe and keep on living. Cheers. Cheers.